Welcome to Brewery Talks Podcast, a podcast bringing you the stories behind the beer. Thanks for tuning in today. So I've heard a lot about Tucson and a lot about the beer scene in Tucson, about why it's so great, and I wanted to dive into what was so great about it. I wanted to know more. So to do that, I met with a local beer blogger called The Classy Alcoholic to get the inside scoop of what the beer scene is actually like down here. And Classy's personality is unbelievable. This episode is super, super entertaining. We talk about the breweries, we talk about the culture, the ingredients they're using, and so far, I think Tucson is definitely worth the hype. We're hanging here. There's so much hiking to do. There's so much beer in the do. Uh, it's two of our favorite things, and it's, I think, the only place in the country right now that's not freezing, so that's also a plus. So check this episode, and let me know what you guys think. Hey, everybody. It's the Classy Alcoholic coming at you live. <laughs> I can also do that if you... Uh... If you want to do that? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how to introduce you. Do I just introduce you as the classy alcoholic? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you say Arizona beer blogger. So we are in Arizona right now. I am sitting here with Arizona beer blogger, uh, a local expert, the classy alcoholic. How are you doing today? Hi there. I'm doing just fine. Thanks for uh, inviting me on your show, man. Absolutely. And classy works, right? Yeah, classy works just fine. Uh, so I mean, someone listening right now is probably like, "Who is this guy, classy alcoholic?" So how would you? Other than being like an Arizona beer blogger, you do a lot more. You write a bunch of wild articles. Um, how do you describe yourself to people? <laughs> uh, I, I can describe. I'll spend all day describing myself if you <laughs> let me. Uh, definitely don't let me. No, I am a, um, I'm a blogger. I write about Arizona booze, craft beer, wine, spirits, uh, as much locally owned as I can uh, as I possibly can. I'll you know I'll drink and support Stone New Belgium, those big companies, anything out of state. But my priority is my community, the state of Arizona. Um, even food, I'll inc- incorporate food. So I write with a very comedic bent. So uh, my articles, it's not beer, just beer reviews or brew reviews. It's funny stories. It's um, dumb jokes, raunchy jokes. So definitely rated R. So. <laughs> You got to be 21 to drink. You got to be 21 to read my shit. <laughs> but uh, the kind of my style is the classy alcoholic goes into a brewery, gets a flight, drinks an IPA, drinks a brown ale, and then like a talking animal will walk in and then we'll have conversations about the beer and my ex-girlfriends and life, etc. So it's it's definitely don't take myself very seriously at all. So that's that's my style. And it's definitely a unique style of writing, which I love. I mean, some of the, some of my favorite ones that I kind of noted here, which you said this one, but this the first one's a really popular one, the guide the guide to pairing Arizona beer with the grossest, loneliest fast food. I remember that one. That was a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, well, there's a lot of beer pairings. Craft beer pairings, uh, food and beer pairings are pretty popular. And they're a lot of fun. And they can be pricey. And you can drink a very good IPA with a very delicious quarter-sized piece of pork with truffle oil seasoning. <laughs> and some, eh, you know, I'm, I'm a fat, drunk asshole. Like, I <laughs> want to get drunk and I want to eat gross fried shit. So why not a beer pairing for the rest of us? You know, I, so what I did is that I went to any, any fast food joint I could find and got their grossest things. I got the, uh, what is it, that KFC Famous Bowl? Uh, I only have ever been to KFC. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. You know what? You're fine. Uh, yeah, it's just a bowl with chicken and goop on top of it, and it looks gross, and you just, you, there's no way to be happy while eating that. <laughs> I got a, a McGangbang, if you know what that is. Oh, my God. I see this all the time. Yeah, yeah McChicken. You put it in the middle of McDouble. Oh, yeah. But I try to get as close to pairing the flavors with local craft beer as possible. And, uh, of course, it's, uh, like I said, it's comedic. But, come on, man. It was around Christmas. Like, the holidays, too. We're all sad. We're all going to die alone. 
at least go out with some good beer and some disgusting, delicious fried food. There's got to be like a that should be like a, like a hashtag or like a challenge somewhere. Like the hashtag like uh, lonely drunk Arizona fast food uh, uh, challenge. I'm writing or something. this down right now. This is happening. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for the idea. Uh, you uh, just ceded all copyrights to me. Copyright, classic, all the copyright, copyright. <laughs> I mean, you have also like drunken film reviews. You have cheap beer eats in Tucson, which uh, which is it's great. I mean, like. I was reading it. Even if you're not like from this area, they're super entertaining. I, I was just telling you. I told my brother who lives in New Jersey. I was like, "Hey, man, I know you're gonna. I know you're not gonna go to these breweries, but like, check out these articles. They're because they're absolutely hilarious and like they're so Thank unique." You. I, I I appreciate that. Really, I uh, I initially started writing because I I used to write creative fiction in high school, college. Got away from it for years. Uh, decided it was time to get back into it, and I realized I like writing. I like drinking. I like traveling around Arizona. And I combined it all. I never thought anybody would actually read it. I thought it would be just for me when I'm old, on my deathbed at age 50. I don't really want to live that long. Uh, (laughs) And just look back and laugh at my dumb shit. And then people started sharing them. And then people started pointing me out at bars. And it was really weird. Dude, I understand why celebrities are awkward. It's like you just... (laughs) Christian Bale just wanted to be an actor because he's passionate. He's like, yeah, I'll be a Batman. That's that's what he sounds like. He's from Wales. (laughs) That's that's spot on. I'll, I'll be a Batman. And now he's got to, like, go on TV and talk to Hoda and shit. And, like, people are putting him at airports. He just wanted to act. He just wanted to live his passion. And now, you know, I got to go out to bars, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's just weird that now people come up and talk to me and they're strangers. And it's it's just weird. Well, which is super interesting because if someone goes on your Instagram, all they can see, they, they can't see your face. It's just you and, like, a dress, the classy being, like, you know, the dress clothes, the suit. But no face. My face is very fat, so I keep it away from people. I, uh, I, I would like to apologize to you for being in front of me right now. Um, but no, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a suit and a pocket square. I've had people tap me on the shoulder. And, you know, it's, it sounds like a humble brag, but I'm, I'm not complaining and I'm not bragging. It's just I'm at a brewery minding my own business. Get tapped on the shoulder. Are you the classy alcoholic? Just because I'm in a suit, tie, pocket square. It's, uh, it's really cool. I wonder how many other guys in suits that just got off a long day of work have been tapped on the shoulder being, are you the classy alcoholic? He's like... What? What, the fuck what did you call me, you piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. right. I, I think I'm the only uh, fat idiot who'll come to a bre- breweries in the desert in a suit. The uh, the typical guy in a suit at a bar is like lawyers at happy hour and they're drinking their Michelob, you know, after five o'clock. It's not a guy coming in for a very boozy imperial stout at a, at a local brewery. But hey, who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe some, some poor Arizona guys in suits have gotten approached by weirdos. <laughs> That's also something that we that we, we need to do research on. How many guys have been mistaken for you? Actually, I feel like an idiot because when I came in today, I said I had no idea what you looked like, and I was like, walked to the bar, and the first guy I saw, I said, "Are you the classy alcoholic?" And you're like, "Yep, hey, how's it going?" <laughs> Please uh, reach out to me if some rando has approached you uh, while you were minding your own business in a bar and asked you if you were me. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Uh, and speaking of boozy beer, what beer are you drinking right now? Right now, I am actually drinking a, a Mexican uh, craft beer. Okay. It is a brewery in Hermosillo, Sonora. Sonora is the Mexican state just south of Arizona. Okay. Hermosillo is the town that uh, this brewery is in. It's called Buki Beachy. Buki Beachy is slang for naked kid. Okay. Yeah, Buki is a is slang just means just kids. And Bichi, I'm, I'm originally from Texas. Been in Arizona for like 14 years, so it's home. But I get out here, and there's a lot of slang in Spanish that I had never heard of. Spanish was my first language, but somebody says bichi. Somebody said their family member something about them being bichi, and I was like, oh, my God, are they okay? Did they go to the hospital? I was like, no, they just meant naked. So 
But Bukivishi, they're really cool guys. They they collaborate with my personal favorite Arizona brewery, uh, Borderlands, which is uh, right here in Tucson. Okay. Uh, so I've I've tried a bunch of their stuff. This is called the uh, I, I I would pronounce it Sawaripa. It's like Sawaro and IPA put together. Okay. If that makes any sense. It's like Sawar IPA, but. What are you drinking, by the way? I am. I mean, you recommended it. It is by the beer Damn shop. Damn right, you're drinking when I recommend it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, we were, so we're, so right now we're at the Arizona Beer House, which is in Tucson, and we'll, and we'll get to the theme of this podcast in a second, which is Tucson related. Um, but we're sitting outside here and we're looking through the garage doors, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what beer should I get?" And we're like poking our heads through the window, and we're like, "Yeah, uh, get number twenty nine, blah, blah blah." End up getting church music, church music from the Shop Beer Co. out in Tempe. Correct, and it is amazing. Um, it's IPA, I believe. Yeah, that's right. It's a uh, it's our local one of our local pride and joys. The shop makes great beer. They're great people, and uh, th- this this particular beer, church music, is uh, is very well received. Yeah, I went. I stopped by there um, real quick. It was like as soon as they opened, it was like eleven o'clock on like a Monday or something like that. So it was o- only ones there, and uh, I, I got a whole bunch of tasters. I think this is one of them, but it was a cool area, and it's like we walked from there from the main strip in Tempe, and it was uh, yeah, I really enjoyed like just that area. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that uh, that brewery, that location they're in, I think it's a it's a house that used to belong to um, a former mayor of Tempe. Oh, something like that. So, uh, as 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 little history as Phoenix, the Phoenix area has, uh, they've embraced it. <laughs> no disrespect to, to Phoenix, I love, uh, I have a lot of fun in Phoenix. There's this, you know, there's this goddamn rivalry between Phoenix and Tucson, and people say ah, Tucson sucks, and the the sports teams every time they. Uh, play each other my social media feed is just insufferable dude tucson's awesome phoenix is awesome i spend a lot of time both places i have a lot of friends both places great beer i have a lot of fun anytime i go to any any any, uh, with any of my beer friends shut up with your stupid rivalry also college sports it's kind of creepy the grown-ass men and women are so obsessed with these borderline children (laughs) they're 17 when they start drafting oh we got a new boy on our team oh our boy is so fast oh he's so strong shut up pervert (laughs) I never knew that Tucson and Phoenix had a rivalry. I just figured Arizona, I mean, me being a stubborn East Coaster, uh, being that those are like the two major cities, you know, Tucson and Phoenix, I just assumed everybody got along really well. I didn't realize there was uh, any sort of rivalry. Yeah, um, not, not everybody, but the sports thing definitely brings it out. Uh, the University of Arizona and Arizona State University are uh, big rivalries, and they just played last weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't really care about sports, but I don't know when this episode is coming out. It, you'll probably know this by now, but I'm really hoping that the Rams win the Super Bowl because I never want Marky Mark to be happy about anything. <laughs> Any hoozle. So, uh, Tucson. So, yeah, so the point of this episode... Um, uh, I love the tangents we just went on. That was great. The uh, So I, I'm in Tucson right now. I'm visiting Tucson, and I've heard so much about the Tucson beer scene. And I met with Eric Walters and Brian Helton. We talked about Arizona beer in general. Good people. Great uh, people. Great guys. And I'm trying to find out like more about the Tucson beer scene because there is so many breweries. People hype it up. And then Eric Walters was like, yeah, man, you should reach out to this guy called the Classy Alcoholic. I'm like, who? He's it's like, probably because he doesn't like you. And he's like, suffer through this fat idiot's drunken ramblings into a microphone. <laughs> I thought about that for a second. I was like, you know, he's another podcaster. Maybe he's trying to set me up with somebody who's going to say something real bad. But I was like, no, no, no. Welcome to the last episode of your podcast, Nash. <laughs> so Tucson beer scene. So Tucson, southern Arizona, uh, a bunch of breweries. From what I've seen so far, great beer. Um, what is Tucson beer scene bringing to the table right now? Well, first, I just want to say that Tucson is a city about, including the suburbs, about a million people we're at. Oh, wow. uh, over 20 breweries. Uh, I, I never remember exact numbers. I have them all written down. But, you know, uh, low 20s. 
We have a great selection of local beer. Its availability and quality is fantastic right now. We have a, a good balance between the classic styles, you know, your IPAs, lagers, and then weird experimental stuff, new different things. I know another thing that I see, I try to keep my finger on the pulse of the beer scene and beer Twitter, and a lot of people complain about milkshake IPAs and hazies and, oh, why are you putting blueberries in beer and... Why are you putting fried chicken in beer? Man, do I not give a shit. <laughs> like the worst the worst part of pastry stouts is that people are now patting themselves on the back for drinking lagers. Like the the clear beer is like the most popular beer in the world. They're just like, "Look how cool I am for drinking." Shut up. Just let me I'll drink a fried chicken beer. I don't care. I just want to get drunk with my friends. But we do have um a good balance if you're looking for good pilsners, you know, good lagers. Bun Brew House. Um, Friends with the owners here up in um, Marana is a suburb just northwest of Tucson. One of the best breweries in in the state. No frills, IPAs, West Coast, uh, Northeast IPAs, not hazies, just in that st- in the Northeast style. Fantastic pilsner. And then you got a place like uh, Borderlands Brewing that does a, a vanilla porter with Mexican vanilla, prickly pear wheat beer. You got Crooked Tooth Brewing Company, which you've been to. Oh yeah, like three one, times already. <laughs> yeah, another one of our pride and joys. Uh, they will do. They just they have a, a tamarindo sour. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, folks listening to this, Caucasians may know it as tamarind, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what we're what I think Tucson is really good at it is bringing both ingredients from the region, but also styles that are rooted in the Mexican and otherwise Hispanic culture. So, you know, you grow up in Tucson. Even if you're a white kid, you're probably grow up eating tamarindo. You know, that's that's a that's a southwestern border snack. Uh, another crooked tooth beer that has just came out, I think, last week. Phenomenal. It's a saladito sour. Saladitos are this very very salty little snack that you just chew on, and um, people put it together in a bag with oranges and chili powder and, and lime. And uh, you, you find saladitos at like any little convenience store any grocery store they're like little they're covered in sugar right they're like little like uh, no they're things. covered in salt salt that's what i mean that's what yeah, i mean yeah, salt it's like no like really covered yeah oh yeah they're a salty <laughs> so but that's something that's something that is very very tucson centric i just had a friend told me that uh, she's from here but she tried to find them in phoenix it's really difficult for her to find them they weren't just everywhere like they're out here so that's something that you know it is primarily seen as like a mexican or hispanic uh snack and sold at Mexican Hispanic convenience stores but most people know what a saladito here is in Tucson so you got a beer that's in that style that is a well-made beer it's fantastic so that's that's I think that Tucson is really doing we we are trying to figure out pioneer a southwestern style that doesn't really have a definition but it's a feeling you get when you're out here and it's it's shown in our beer you said they're just really embracing where you guys are the location and the culture and that's such a unique thing especially to see in a beer, so, you know, a, a, a consumable thing. It's so unique. Yeah, Borderlands here in Tucson and Goldwater Brewing up in Scottsdale, they both make prickly pear wheat beers. You can't just get prickly pears anywhere. They don't grow everywhere. So it's something that's uh, related to, to where we are. And, and there's ingredients you haven't heard of, but if you run into a local Tucson, they will be so happy to tell you what the hell a saladito is. <laughs> they lo- I, I'm going to steal a, completely steal a bit from my buddy Adam Ledford, uh, but uh, he's totally right. He's a guy from one of the fucking Carolinas. I don't know. <laughs> one of the there's two One of them the two. yeah there's two of them there's, there's a few of them he came out here he's been in tucson for a few years he loves it he says that uh tucsonans give directions like 
So you're gonna go west on river, you're gonna go two miles, and then you're gonna take a left on Camino de la Tierra. <laughs> and then you go another ten miles, and then you turn on Hacienda del Sol. And he's not wrong. <laughs> well, also the thing about Tucson, which I know everybody in every beer scene says that they're a very tight-knit community, and I'm not saying that's not true, but being in other places, the Tucson beer community is not and could never possibly be like the beer community in L.A., when we say tight knit, we're t- we see people everywhere. You know, I could go across the street. We're, we're sitting right in front of a Michaels. I probably see one of the brewers from a brewery on the east side, and we'll just shoot the shit for a bit. And you know, run into restaurants. Go and it's like I said, a town of a million people, but it's it's a small town feel, but with plenty to do. So it's not the kind where you're bored out of your skull. Eh, you know, there's it's uh, for me it's okay because it's not also the kind of thing where everybody knows your business. Eh, it gets around because you know, but it's not the thing where the sheriff is your uncle and uh, you know the mechanic <laughs> is your uh, your teacher from blah blah blah. So that's it's not that kind of town, but we're we're very tight knit here. But yeah, uh, friends who love hiking love the outdoors. You got beautiful mountains, bike trails. I don't know what you call them, and they that I think, yeah, I think I'll, I'll meet them for beers after they come back from the hike. But no, definitely, I you know I. Not from here, and Tucson has a lot of transplants. Arizona has a lot of transplants, but I think I've met a lot more local Tucsonans in the beer scene in the last five years than I had in many, many, many years. Just because uh, I, I don't, I don't know what it is about that, but uh, I used to meet a lot of transplants. But even the transplants will tell you they love this town. It's a really cool, chill community. It's changed a lot. I've been in Arizona fourteen years. Um, Tucson used to be downtown. Tucson used to be a shithole. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just yeah, kind of stabby. Not a lot to do. One <laughs> 24-hour deli that, like, the 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 bi- the best business you could open is burning down your own business. Like, that's the best, oh the God. most lucrative uh, profession here, <laughs> used to be here in downtown Tucson. But it's grown a lot. There's good and bad. It's a lot of yuppie shit, you know. Um, I am fully in on our craft beer scene. I think I love it. I love the community. It is, as I think a lot of the... Uh, U.S. beer scene, a very white, male-dominated scene. Okay. Uh, I think that there's a lot of room to grow for uh, women and minorities. I am, I am a, a Mexican gentleman. Uh, I, I am usually one of the very, very few brown people drinking craft beer. Um, you know, people say the cost is prohibitive. Sure, yeah, they get a $6 pint as opposed to, what am I, what was I paying, a 18-pack of Tecate for nine ninety nine. That's a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> but brown and black doesn't equal broke, folks. It, uh, and and you know how many broke white friends I have who spend most of their money on craft beer because it's a passion and that's cool. Yeah. Um. So you don't have to have a lot of money, but people love it because it's it's a great product. It's a great community here in Arizona, and I think it's it, it has a lot of room to grow in good ways. You know, I, I'm not even knocking it. I'm not saying that you know the scene sucks. It's just white people. I'm saying that uh, it's it's something that can be shared with with other communities, and I think they'll love it. You know. It, it, most people love beer. If they don't, if they don't, they probably haven't had one that they like, unless they absolutely hate it or can't drink it because of the was it gluten in the that gluten or whatever it could yeah. be. Yeah, it's okay. We'll have a glass of wine, y'all. Let's do that. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> that I'll drink wine. I don't care. But uh, yeah, it's it's got a lot of room to grow, but it's it's moving in the right direction, I think. And I think that we have a lot of strong voices in the beer scene when it comes to both making great beer and advocacy. We uh, do a lot of charity work. We, one of the uh, owners of Crooked Tooth Brewing Company, Julie Vernon, she had some medical issues. Er, you talked with Erica Walters about this. You know, the Arizona Brewers came together, made beer to uh, support her and her medical bills. It's, it's on tap here called Jewel Tide, 
that's there's a beer from uh, Bun Brew House called Jewel Tide that's on tap right here at Arizona Beer House, and uh, you know we'll do fundraisers, we'll do gift drives, we'll. Uh, I, I, I've seen some folks online from other other areas, not Arizona, bring up genuine concerns about uh, gentrification and breweries not being a part of the community they're in. They go in somewhere cheap because it's a it's a black or brown neighborhood. The rent is cheap, but they don't want to be a part of that community. And that's not something I've experienced or seen firsthand, but I do believe that, that happens. Tucson breweries and and most Arizona breweries I've seen, they're really all about their community. They do not just come in and start, you know, ignoring the the immediate area around them. And that's something that I think is is uh, is beautiful. The beer scene is like willing to help out people that don't even drink beer, which is like such a unique Absolutely. industry. Like you can't you don't you won't get that in any other industry. I feel like. Yeah, I think it's. I personally think it's very important too. I I'm here to celebrate beer. One thing that I'll do that I know a lot of people find insufferable. I'm on Untapped. That's well, a lot of people find that insufferable. Period. But uh, I well, love Untapped. I love Untapped. It's great. I love the badges. They're so fun. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Just pull up on Lady at the Bar. Say, like, yo, check out my Untapped badges. <laughs> Just panties. <laughs> but I, uh, I always rate every Arizona beer five stars on Untapped. Oh, you know what? Well, first of all, just because I can, fucking stop me. But. <laughs> My thing, the reason I, I do what I do is so I can write creatively and have fun doing what I enjoy and I'm passionate about the dumb stuff that I write, but also is to just to give breweries a shot. I want you to try every brewery and every beer, and then you decide if you like it or not. Because, see, if even if you don't like something, that owner just appreciates your business. And we're at a point now where we have we have several very large breweries that are doing very well for themselves. You can find their cans at a gas station. Barrio Brewing here in town. Yep, yep. Barrio has been around uh, it was 20 years or something, okay. uh, 15. I, I don't know. But, you know, you can find their cans at a gas station. And good for them. And, and they, it's well-deserved. They, they make good stuff. Their location is great. Their food is good. But there's some n- new owners who they put their, their lives, their money, their family on the line for this dream. Every pint counts. Yeah. You walk in the door, and I want them to keep the lights on. I'm not a beer expert. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, this this is really lacking in malt backbone or, you know, the, oh, the hop character is blah, blah, blah. I don't do that. I write funny stories. I highlight beers and breweries. And I want you to make that decision, but I want you to know where to go. Yeah. And that's and that's where, where I come from because it is, it is our community and it is supporting local is, is very important to me. I try to do it as much as I can. I'm not perfect. You know, I still buy a lot of big box stuff, but as much as I can, eat local, drink local. Because these are, these are my neighbors. You know, these are my friends. I. There is a difference between a beer scene where you hang out with folks at events, and you are genuinely good friends with owners of the business, the yeah. owners who are behind the bar. You know, on certain days of the week, um, I love that. I admire somebody who wants to do that with their life. I, it's terrifying. You know, starting your own business is terrifying. Oh yeah, and I I can't imagine what it takes to do that, and I. I wish them the best, and I want them to succeed. Uh, sure, if they make really shitty beer, there's not much I can do. <laughs> and the, the customers will will uh, let them know, and they'll take care of that for them. But they deserve a chance, and that's what I'm here to do. That's what that's why I started doing what I do. Yeah, I mean, even like kind of what you just said, like the owner is behind the bar working. Like, it was like it was a Monday at like 6, and Ben at Crooked Tooth was just behind the bar like course, pouring beers. Like, and we got to shoot the shit. Like, hey, like what are you guys all about? And he's like, oh, this, this, this. You know, we do a full moon beer. And it's like so cool. It's like this guy who – probably works day in and day out is also behind the bar pouring beer and shooting the shit with people who just want a pint. Yeah. That's, that's when you know that somebody's really passionate about their business and you know, somebody gets big enough, which 
hopefully they do big enough to hire staff. You don't see them behind the bar, but they're still a part of that business. They're the face of that business. And we see them at beer fest. We see them at um, beer releases events. Speaking about beer things and events, Arizona beer week is coming up in a week or so. It's February 7th, I believe. February 7th through February 16th. It's more than a week. Yeah, and everybody, something like that. Or everybody's always says it's like beer 11 days. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's the 7th. Uh, the most important thing happening during Arizona Beer Week is my birthday on the 8th <laughs> of February. Uh, that's the biggest event. Uh, so all of all of my beer friends that I've been supporting, I'm going to schedule with you to pick up my gifts. Don't worry. You'll hear from me. I'll be 33, same age as Jesus. So I, I, I mentioned how I kind of don't really want to be alive too much, but... I at least want to get to 34 so I can be objectively better than Jesus. But Arizona Beer Week is great for everyone but the bartenders and bar owners. I'm, look, they, they all love it. They love what they do. But it's one of those things I imagine for people who do exercise running a marathon. It's, it's, it's stressful. It's, people get anxious. It's exhausting. Everybody's happy when it's over. But uh, everybody goes all in. And, and that's a good thing about it. It's, it. It can't be exhausting. You can't have anxiety if you're not really committing if you if you're not if you don't know that you're really going all in with events beer pairings beer releases collaborations are a big thing okay uh so a lot of beer collabs um but uh the there's a sort of a an unofficial starting and ending event arizona strong beer fest saturday phoenix uh saturday the 9th in phoenix uh this will have aired Yep. But you can see on the news if some fat Mexican in a suit died uh, from overheating at Strong <laughs> Beer Fest. That'll be me. But it's a it's a huge event and uh, it's 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 a shit show in, in the best way. Is it just strong beer? Like what is what is the strong like it's like super bougie like eight percent and over beers or just like that's the, the focus? You know, it doesn't okay. have to be that. But that's primarily what you're going for. So it's like a, it's a it's a shit show. There's got to be a lot of people just <laughs> that, those beers will hit you after like just a couple. And there's like ten thousand people that go to that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's so. huge. Yeah, and uh, it's it's another great way to see so many beer people, uh, especially if it's if you're not from Phoenix, you see a lot of folks that you see a lot, even in Phoenix because it's spread out. You know, you're seeing folks from the East Valley and the West Valley who don't see each other all the time. Um, a lot of Tucsonans go up there. A lot of uh, people from Flagstaff too. So we see a lot of our local community. It's a, it is a celebration of Arizona beer in every sense of the word, and it's awesome. And it ends here in Tucson with a craft beer crawl. Around downtown Fourth Avenue, which is a hub full of restaurants and and different bars, uh, so you just bounce around and breweries that are not in that area will come and pour at other breweries. So, oh. so my friends the Buttons who are up in uh, the northwest side of town, they will have their station at uh, last year they had their station at Public Brew House, which is right off Fourth of Avenue, at that bar serving their beer. So it's it's a collaborative effort, and we have little beer gardens where they set up a bunch of tents for folks who are. Um, Tucson's Tucson's small enough, you know. You can drive across it in yeah, twenty, thirty minutes. Yep, yep. Forty minutes is forty minutes is a lot. Like you're going pretty far into, uh, from one side of Tucson to the other if you're going forty minutes. But uh, about half an hour, you're going from uh, you know different sides of town with different breweries, and they're worth traveling for. But you know, a lot of action is downtown, and folks downtown are very welcoming, and they they definitely want to, like I said, give everybody a shot to pour their beer and. Uh, right now at Arizona Beer House, we're in the east side of town, and some folks will come up from the northwest Marana. If somebody doesn't want to drive 40 minutes all the way out there, they can come right here on, on, the, on the east side, on their side of town, and, and get there uh, and try a bunch of different stuff. So that's that's why it's it's collaborative. It's a, it's a great supportive community. And Beer Week is 
fantastic. Except for the bartenders. <laughs> Arizona has, we have several beer fests throughout the year, but my favorite, the two biggest ones are that one and then Real Wild and Woody in the summer. That's, okay. The name of it is Real Wild and Woody Beer Fest. Uh, and that is um, wild, real ales, wild, I don't know anything about beer. And then Woody <laughs> is like barrel aged. Uh, they, they, people make a lot of stuff specifically for that. Whatever category wild ales are, people make that stuff. Okay. And Woody because of the cask. So, um, uh, but that's that one is that one is in the summer in Phoenix, but it is indoors at uh, Phoenix not, Convention it's not Center. One hundred degrees so. outside, not sweating, and it's miserable. Beers. It's 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 miserable <laughs> being in Phoenix that time of year. I think it's in I don't remember what month it is, but I think it might even July. But uh, I, I go every year, and I don't remember which month it is. Um, don't, don't drink booze, kids. Alcohol abuse will destroy you. But uh, I. Um, uh, yeah, it's that one's a lot of fun too. It's 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 strong beer indoors. Okay, okay. So if you're planning on making a trip to Arizona, either come in February or in the summer for Strong Beer Fest or Real Wild and Woody, those are top tier festivals. And if someone was, you kind of mentioned it, like passing by. If someone had just like a day or two in the Tucson area, if they're in Phoenix and they're for work and they have to, and they want to bounce on Tucson for beer, you said a lot of the beers, a lot of the breweries are downtown. Is that the best spot to find breweries around here? Mm. Not all the breweries, but there there are a handful. The best thing about downtown Tucson is you can walk it. You're walking 10, 15, 20 minutes max to uh, really, really good breweries. You can hit Borderlands Brewing, Crooked Tooth, which we talked about. Tap and Bottle is a fantastic place. It's just a beer bar. It's not a brewery, but all craft, great, um, great can and bottle selection. Uh, you can hit Pueblo Vida, fantastic hazies. They can their stuff. So you're coming down, check out Polo Vita, take some stuff home. Nice. Yeah, the problem. So if somebody wants to come to Tucson and do a day or two, my I would say don't. Make it longer. <laughs> uh, especially if you're a beer fan because you can walk downtown and hit several bunch of places. But we've got a couple of pockets. Uh, Midtown Eastside has uh, Green Feet Brewing, which is great copper mine. Um, then you got a little bit west, northwest, Marana area. I mentioned Button Brew House. we got Caps and Corks. That's a new... It's a new beer bar. It's a new bottle shop. Fantastic selection. We've got, but we've even got places that we have a restaurant called Cereal Grillers, best pizza in town. Ooh, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, there's three three different locations: uh, Northwest Side, Midtown East Side, best pizza in town. All craft selection, all craft beer only on tap. All of their food is named after movie serial killers. So you get a pizza called the Hannibal or a sandwich called the Freddy. You know, it's great. Oh, that's so and awesome. The, yeah, it's awesome. But the food is also fantastic. So it's not just the uh, the concept, but they're they're really supportive of craft beer, and they will not put a macro beer on tap. They'll That's put really they'll put cool. big names, you know, Stone and all that stuff, but they'll also do a lot of our local selection. So it's it's not just about breweries. It's not just about bottle shops. You know, um, you uh, go to a dive bar, you'll see Dragoon IPA. Dragoon was one of the I'll say er, early in the craft beer boom. Not a very very old brewery. They're under ten years, but. At the beginning of the boom six or seven years ago, they were out there with a great West Coast IPA that now you can get most dive bars. Barrio Blonde. Killer blonde light beer. Okay. Uh, you don't want anything too boozy. You don't want anything dark. That's available at most dive bars. So even if you're not going to a uh, specifically craft beer joint, you can find some of our local local brews on tap. It's not hard. Uh, so there's a lot to explore, like you said, the outdoors. Uh, I'm not a fan. There's a bunch of weird <laughs> bugs out there. It's just it's It's gross. But, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Tucson gets a bad rap. I'm, fr- I'm from Houston, Texas. It's a big city. Um, and big city folk, 
they see Tucson as just like a shitty little nowhere town, little desert, nothing place with nothing to do. And they're wrong. It's a great town. And it's it. It's also there's a feeling to it. Something about this town just feels homey. Uh, and people here, especially if you uh, are in the beer scene, they will drink with the locals, man. That's what I always do. Anywhere I go, drink with the locals. They'll point you to different places, different places to eat, places to drink. So come on down, check us out. But man, stay a little longer. What do you got to lose? What are you, you going to go back to your stupid job in your cubicle? You hate it there. I know you hate it. You know what? You, you know how much coffee you drink? It's because you can't stand it. And you are asleep because your job is boring. You hate your life. Come to Tucson. Have some fun. Relax. Go, go for a hike. You can't go wrong. It's, it's it's such a great area. Yeah, I will say the summer is it, it's a it's a trial. It's one of those things. What what I always say it's, oh, you really want to live here? Let's see how bad you really want to live here. And um, but you know, at night it gets kind of cool, cools off, and uh, yeah, winter weather is fantastic. If you're uh, out in the Midwest right now, you're obviously dead because you're frozen, like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, <laughs> and. You should have come to Tucson, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. R.I.P.U. Actually, one of my friends, he's in Maine right now, and he, it's pretty cold up there. And I, uh, he's like, he had a couple days off from work. He's like, dude, I need to leave Maine. He's like, what's the temperature down there? I'm like, dude, it was like, sat, I'm wearing shorts and t-shirts all day. He's like, I'm coming. He booked a flight, like, just on the spot to come out next week. So I'm super, and that's why, like, part of me asking all these questions so I can, like, plan a trip for him. Uh, just because, like, the weather is great now, and it is a great spot to be. Dude, Maine, it's the, the weather is terrible. you got killer clowns in the sewers. What the hell are you doing out there? Come out here, whatever Nash's friend's name is. Come to Borderlands, downtown. Shout out to Todd. Todd, hopefully you hear this before you come out here. Um, so this is an, another question I have for you. So uh, you being you know the local expert, you, you know your way around a good brewery. What are some things that you look for in a brewery? When you walk into a brewery, is it, you know, are you looking for just a great beer? Are you looking for the atmosphere? What are you personally looking for when you're going to a spot it's a lot of atmosphere it's uh i'm i'm perfectly fine drinking okay beer at a really chill spot with cool people cool people behind the bar uh friends who work there uh regulars i'm friends with i i will not stand in line for beer i i would rather drink okay beer at a at a cool spot than wait in line for the best beer in the world i just couldn't give a shit man the 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 hype the uh you know and i and i'm on instagram at the classy alcoholic please follow me on instagram but I'm on Instagram. I post beer pictures. I, I try to differentiate myself from the guys, uh, the people, not just guys, but the people who post the rare stuff, the, the thing, oh, you can only buy this in a random Thursday once a year when the moon is three-quarter full. Th- thanks, asshole. Like, I, I'll never drink that, but, you know, you, you go ahead and flex. I just, I, my posts are, hey, try this. This is good. You know, check it out. But, uh, yeah, the, the gatekeeping and the sort of just, being so proud of your beer that you waited in line, you know, two hours for, just, just come to come to Borderlands. Let's hang out. Let's grab a beer. Let's grab whatever. You know, they make good stuff. Uh, I, I, so that's that's what I look for. And Tucson has a lot of cool places like that. You're either you're either in like a warehouse or something that looks like a coffee shop, or you know maybe like a some places have a little sports bar feel. But you're going a lot of you're going in a lot of weird buildings. Again, Borderlands, that's a 100-year-old produce warehouse right next to the train tracks. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome spot. All really old brick building that I think they plugged in most of the leaks from when it rains, but it's 100 years old. What do, you, what do you want? And the atmosphere there is fantastic. The beer is great. The people are all super cool. And, yeah, that's, that's what I want. The, the, the beer speaks for itself, yes, and everybody says it should just be about the beer. But if you're having a good time, you're having a good time. Drink what you want. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, beer is still beer. That's what I say. And uh, whether it isn't the best beer in the world, it's still a beer, and it still makes you feel funny after a couple of glasses. And uh, you can't complain when it comes down to it. Yeah, and I was I was just talking to somebody yesterday or the day before about uh, bottle shares. You know, there are folks who come to bottle shares. It's a it's a big part of the craft beer culture, and will people will. We'll pull out a, a big dick IPA, you know, a swinging dick stout, um, <laughs> as I call them. So just uh, to flex and you're you're getting things that are really rare, really hard to get and, and delicious. I'm not even talking about the flavor, you know, the uh, a lot of stuff that's delicious. But for me, I could have a beer at a bottle share last week and think, damn, this is a fantastic stout. This is one of the best things I've ever tasted. And then I'll forget. And then next week I'll come to Arizona Beer House and, and have something that's locally made and think, damn, this is a fantastic stout. So. You know, it's 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 about the experience and hanging out with friends, sure. But uh, don't don't go too nuts about you know what uh, the rarity of the beer you got, or even if, if it's delicious, it's delicious. And kind of we're, um, we were talking earlier about people complaining about fried chicken in a beer. If it's delicious, I'm going to drink it. I don't care what's in it. A great way that kind of sums this up. You know, when I, when I first started drinking, you know, craft beer, everyone's like, oh, don't fruit the beer, don't fruit the beer. And then I worked with this guy. His name was Andrew Carter, great guy, and he. Uh, he goes, I hate when people say, don't fruit the beer. Who fruits the beer? I do, because it's delicious. And ever since then, I've been like, who cares what people think? Like, if it's good, I'm going to drink it. Yeah, you know what's delicious? Fruits. <laughs> yeah. You know what's delicious? Beer. Put them together, it's even great. It's, it's even, even better. better. Yeah. yeah, man. I, I, I totally support it. I'm not, my, my sensibilities aren't offended when somebody puts chocolate cake in a, in a beer or whatever, you know? I, and I have, I have a few friends who, um, they, they fall a little bit closer to that and, they say don't uh, don't put too much stuff or don't call it beer because it's not beer anymore. Blah blah blah. But uh, most of them, when they tried Borderlands German Chocolate Imperial Stout uh, that comes out in the winter, they love it. It's a fantastic sweet diabetes in a glass beer. And uh, hey, you can't you can't knock it if it's if it's delicious, right? If you're loving it, spot on. So this conversation is great. We probably should cut it short because we're already at over forty minutes. Uh, I got to ask the question that I always ask. In the podcast, which is either your funniest or favorite beer story. I hope you have one ready because before when I sent, I said that to you, you're like, oh, man, I, I need a minute to think about this. Oh, my God. No, some, something hilarious happened to me just a couple weekends ago. And I was like, I think I was, I might have been he, uh, here at Beer House on a Friday and just sort of run down. I thought, nah, I'm not going to do much this weekend. Um, when I want to do a couple of, want to do a couple of Pokemon Go raids because I'm fucking cool. Uh <laughs> I thought, eh, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go home, play some video games. Maybe I'll go out later. I um, was playing video games super late. Went to bed on a Sunday. I was like, I don't really have anything to do. I just hang around home, bumming around. On Monday, I was just like, holy crap, I didn't drink all weekend. That's hilarious. <laughs> how did that happen? I had no idea. It's To this day, I had no idea how I didn't drink for two days. 48 hours straight. That's hilarious and that's the funniest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> that i love that i love that story because that's the first one that doesn't involve alcohol <laughs> exactly the funniest beer story is that i had none of it in my system well that's not true i i will probably still have it in my system even if i stop drinking for like a month or two <laughs> it's gonna be a way it's probably clogged in between all those damn cheeseburgers <laughs> awesome man well but before we go i forgot to mention i'm drinking a um oh a i didn't peachy. even ask you i feel terrible I'm oh no no worries <laughs> I, I i only care because i just want to give a shout out i'm drinking a peachy sour from uh uh, 1912 Brewing, uh, another one of our crown uh, crown jewels, man. I, we have a lot of breweries that I will have up and say some of the best in, in the state. And it'll stand up against any brewery, I think. Uh, well, not any brewery, but a lot of breweries in you know California, Denver. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident in the quality of our beer. So 1912 Brewing, uh, shout out to them, um, owned by great people. And uh, they're, they're, everything they put out is consistently great. 
I had a sip of you got like a two glasses somehow. You got like the pour off of the one. So I had a sip Some of kind the of a celebrity. <laughs> I had a sip of the other one. It was a kick ass beer. Like I might get it after this after what I'm recording. It is a solid beer. Um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, follow you on social media, untapped, Twitter, all of the above. Uh, you, you got a couple different handles. How can they follow you? Yes. Uh, first of all, if you're my ex girlfriends, don't listen to this part. Please don't <laughs> don't get a hold of me. Uh, if you're my ex girlfriends, lawyers, really don't listen to this part. All right, you get episodes over. You can go away now, lawyers. But yes, I'm. Um, so my website where I write all of my dumb shit is theclassyalcoholic.net. Uh, I'm on a bit of a hiatus right now just because I'm working on some writing projects that are going to take longer. So it's been a little quiet, but you know what? Your favorite band puts out a CD and they don't do it again for like three years. That doesn't mean they're dead, right? You know, they're they're around. They're just working. They're working. That's, so that's a good comparison. It's, there. it's coming, okay? Jesus, it's coming. <laughs> but I've got stuff. Where I'm working on it. Theclassyalcoholic.net. I can't afford the dot com. Uh, but Instagram and Facebook are sort of the best ways to follow me, just because I'll post when I have a new article up. I'll post pictures of local beer. Instagram and Facebook, just search the classy alcoholic with the 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 is important. Correct, T H E. Then on Twitter, uh, which I'm still trying to get the hang of, that website sucks, but I'm I'm trying. I just post dumb things that come to mind. I just uh, the other day I just I just posted a tweet that literally said books are stupid. It's just a sandwich you can't eat. You're just holding a sandwich you can't eat. That's the dumbest shit I have ever. That <laughs> why why did it go into my brain and go into my phone? Just, just follow me. Just do it. On my Twitter handle is at brown and drunk. One word. Okay, not the classy. Brown not the guy. Yeah, somebody, some asshole took that already. <laughs> Hasn't tweeted in a while. But at brown and drunk. Um, Snapchat. Why not? Sure. I'll um, I'll just put dog ears on shit. <laughs> at brown and drunk as well. So yeah, follow it. Yeah, you can reach out to me on it. DM me. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm just drunk. So the problem too is so I I like to, I want to apologize up front. If I'm hammered and I'm looking at your Instagram stories, to me, if I'm drunk, that's like a conversation. So I think you're talking to me. It's just like, hey, look at my new car. And then I'm like, oh, that's such a good car. And I thank you for telling me, letting me know that you got it. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm just hammered. I, to me, Instagram stories or Snapchat stories, I think they're you're, you're talking directly at me. And I apologize. I mean, I guess that's the kind of the point of it. I mean, I'm excited. Hopefully, you'll respond to some of mine as I'm just talking into it. I uh, usually, if if I'm responding to your, uh, if, if I'm even commenting on like Instagram or responding to your Instagram stories, I'm probably hammered. <laughs> so just heads up. That is the best disclaimer I've heard. Um, okay, so if you guys want to get in contact with myself, or you guys want to listen to the podcast, just Google or check anywhere they listen to your podcast, Brew Talks Podcast, or if you want to contact us, check out SunnySetUpTraveling dot com. Classy, classy alcoholic. Thank you so much for hanging out today. This was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for being a real person. I got an email that said uh, from Nash, and I was like, shut up. Nobody's name is Nash. <laughs> Technically, it's my middle name. So, oh, okay. Uh, Ooh, the plot thickens. But thank you for having me here. That was a lot of fun, and uh, I really appreciate you coming out here to Arizona. I hope you have been enjoying it so far. I hope you continue to enjoy it and tell your friends to encourage them to come out here to the desert, man. It's warm. Absolutely. Cheers. Salud. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you really enjoyed it, you can always go give it a five-star rating and help me out on iTunes or whatever app you use. That would be really kick-ass. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers.